Blog Talk Radio.
I'm fascinated by covers, people okay. doing other people's songs, and there's not, there's never really hip-hop covers, so I thought that would be interesting, and then secretly, I play with a lot of people who play imp- improvisational music and jazz, so in my mind, I just wanted to take something that they think is real simple and easy to do, and try to do something different with it, and I just, I like how language is morphing, and friends is just such a a malleable word. I don't even know what it means anymore, you know, (laughs) so...
friends like that, you don't need enemies. With friends like that, you don't need enemies. Never too much, never too much 
good evening. Uh, do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. Uh, we will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. A uh, welcome to station W-E-F-U-N-K, better known as We Funk, or deeper still, the Mothership Connection, home of the extraterrestrial brothers, dealers of funky music, P-Funk, Uncut Funk, The Bomb. Coming to you directly from the mothership. Top of the chocolate milky way. 500,000 kilowatts of P-Funk power. So kick back, dig, while we do it to you in your eardrums. For me, I'm known as Lollipop Man. Alias the long-haired sucker. My motto is... Make mine the P-Funk. I want my funk uncut. Yeah, make my funk the P-Funk. I want to get funked up. Now, this is what I want y'all to do. If you got faults, defects, or shortcomings, you know, like arthritis, rheumatism, or migraines, whatever part of your body it is, I want you to lay it on your radio. Let the vibes flow through. Funk not only moves, it can remove. Dig? The desired effect is what you get when you improve your interplanetary functionship. Sir Lollipop Man, chocolate-coated freaking habit form. Doing it to you in 3D. So groovy that I dig me. Once upon a time called now. Somebody says is there funk after death? I say it's seven up. <laughs> yeah. sunglasses on. That's the law around here. You got to wear your sunglasses so you can feel cool. Gangster lean. Y'all should dig my sunroof top. Well, all right. Hey, I was digging on y'all funk for a while. Sound like it got a three on it, though, to me. You know, I was down south and I heard some funk with some main ingredients like Doobie Brothers, Blue Magic, David Bowie. It was cool. But can you imagine Doobie in your funk? Ho! W-E-F-U-N-K. We funk.
Well, all right. Yeah. Make my people. 
in the middle of the night and not just crawl into bed with me, you know, because that would be bad enough, you know, touch your foot or your ankle or your leg or something. No, no, no. My left shoulder and the entire side of my head. So with that, <laughs> Diva is tired and doing her best, all right? We're going to come up in this bitch and get it together in just another minute. But I had to play my jam. And to hell with anybody who don't like it. Oh, well.
House Production, the Angry Divas Radio Show. Airing live weekdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BlogTalkRadio.com. Check out our website, www.angrydivas.com. That's D-E-V-A. Get it right, baby. This has been another Bitch House Production, the, the Angry Divas Radio Show. The Bella Boston, the Angry Divas. The Angry Divas. Dark Goddess, also known as the Diva of Fire, because every now and again, bitch burn hot. <laughs> Only when necessary, <laughs> under the strictest of conditions and terms. Anyway, y'all know we come to you live every weekday, that's Monday through Friday, right here on blogtalkradio.com from 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time till whenever I feel like getting the heck up out of y'all. Special shout-out to two of my soul star broads who are on Facebook starting trouble like I'm not on the air. It started with Cosmic, my soul star, Creatrix Yeye, who decided to post this video of <laughs> The Rock working out. Can you smell what The Rock is? <laughs> All right. <laughs> she posted their montage. And she says, Valkyrie, this is for you. I says, oh, no, 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 baby, this is for me. So, of course, Valkyrie go way in, talk about, I love y'all. But listen, I branded him first. The bull belongs to me. You know what? Ain't nobody trying to fight Valkyrie. Ain't nobody fighting Valkyrie for that nigga. <laughs> Ain't nobody fighting Valkyrie for that nigga. But you know. They have just went on, all right? So Cosmic says, well, I'm on my way home to change my undergarment because when he sticks his tongue out, help me, great mother. I said, that rap bastard know what he doing? Talk about focus. Oh, I got your focus, Mr. Rock. You know, little Mr. Eat the nookie up, eat the cookie up. I put the sugar on his tongue and that'll shut him up. I'll bet.
shocking vibes. Tony Kelly. Yeah. Yo! Ironic. This girl I want like a bionic Me must it, me cock it, I think it like a titanic Don't panic, Batman guy and me a chop it Baby, you know what I have it hey. One man alone a push a hump in a yum No man no man a jump in a yum Kind of got it, it's a kind of lump in a yum No man never broke out the slump in a yum All jump toward an all him a bill for yum Insurgents, the man a kill for yum Man all a take five, the pill for yum Congress a pass all bills for yum Y'all tell me your fantasies Make me rub down your heart and round it is If you're good, why you make me left two ickies Wrong bang for your friend, but for you tickies Make me enroll you in a me sex college Graduate to professor, girl, give me knowledge Don't a niggas from the beach, now a small cottage Make me use my bulldozer and block your passage I just you on the eye, me no need baggage Man, I text you on phone, I leave sex message Them no one piece of you, them on the whole package She just blow them away like a Jeff Bridges uh, One man alone, I push a hump in a young no man no man no jump in a yum Kinda got it, it's a final lump in a yum No man never broke out the slump in a yum All jump toward and all him a bill for yum Insurgents, them all not kill for yum radio show. Diva Valkyrie came through and ruined everything. Yes, she did. (laughs) (laughs) And we loved it. I mean, how could we ever have a conversation with Valkyrie anyhow without it somehow, some way turned into debauchery? That's my Lilith. You better get it, baby. That's my Lilith. Mommy's Valkyries are always wonderful fire bitches, okay? Anyhow, <laughs> we're going to have her come back in here. I think probably this coming Priya's Fuck You Friday right here on Angry Divas for part two. Now, we will already have the list compiled. We decided because, you know, motherfuckers feel, you know, people are robbers. So we decided we would come up with the list, copyright it, and then come back Friday. All right? So Valkyrie will be into his house on Friday. Free as fuck you Friday. We're going to talk about the list, okay? The requirements for those of us who are accustomed to dining on a higher caliber of masculine. <laughs> You know, I don't know, maybe we'll call it the Angry Diva Dark Bitchism Checklist of the Divine Dark Masculine or some old dramatic shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, something really, really, really dramatic just like that. I had a pretty interesting weekend. Um, In addition to the daddy long leg crawling up in my bed today, and I'm still looking for the other one because where there's one, there's two. They always come in pairs, and their medicine is actually kind of tremendous. This is talking about weaving a new beginning. Anytime you're dealing with any spider anyway, we're talking about weaving your life. But it also is dealing with perception. And I love spiders. It's any insect, you know, outside of my house, though. I like them outside. And, y'all, I get the weirdest of bugs ever. 
and I talk about them all on my Facebook, and my friends are mortified. They hate it. <laughs> They've taken to wishing the shit that I post to come back into my house. You know, just hateful. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> I've got some of the best friends in the world on my Facebook. Just evil. So the weirdest things happen as far as bugs go, but I love the medicine that they bring and the messages. Just quickly and swiftly get the hell on. And it's so funny because I was waiting for it. I could feel it, you know? That uh, They call it tartoyancy, but it's also being able to have the ability to touch a thing and know either what's to come or what has been. So I touched the doorknob and I was like, mm, there's going to be some kind of big nasty bug in here soon. It's nasty. <laughs> oh. I knew it was going to be of the legged variety too. You know what I'm saying? I knew it was going to be of the legged variety. I just, I thought maybe it was going to be another centipede because God help me in the summertime, they decide to come in and, you know, they're doing reconstruction on the house next door and it's just, we won't talk about what I fear is going to happen. <laughs> but I will say I'm thankful for the medicine. I'm thankful for the whole energy and everything. And I did post it. I will post it to the Angry Diva fan page later. Y'all make sure you check us out. We're on Facebook. Type in Angry Divas. It'll come up Angry Divas, the black feminine enzyme. I decided not to change that. Um, so we'll just rock with it. But you can be a fan on Facebook. Hit like, comment. Um, you know, we're doing all kinds of book studies and stuff. We are still accepting people who are signing up for our Lesbian Origins book study, which is going to begin August 19th. It's a seven-day book study. All the calls will be archived, so if you miss a night, don't worry. You'll get, you know, get the call. You'll get it. All right? And uh, we also put up that you can be a part of our mailing list. I'll have that on the website soon. I don't know why it didn't dawn on me to do that before, but whatever. All right. We had a Dear Diva submission as well that I will be reading a little bit later because it gets into exactly what my topic is for today, where we're talking about the lost art of masculinity. And now, interestingly enough, this was inspired by a one Miss Deborah Cooper, who, as you remember, we had her on the show. She talked about her survey on uh, the survivors of sexual assault and what has actually happened, what the numbers are for our community. We always talk about how we can't rely on statistics. So when we have one of our own who is collecting data, I find that it's, it can only be helpful and worthwhile that we support it. So I did. And I'm actually going to... Because the Angry Divas is the hub of healing raped women. I'm going to make it a part of my Healing Rape Women initiative so that the sisters who have signed up, and I'm very thankful for you. I'm glad to be working with you along your journey. Um, if you wanted to be a part of the survey, you could also do so. I know it's very long. It's very extensive. So just, you know, a trigger warning to you that it might, it might cause you to feel some kind of way. I won't lie. Um, I find that it's worth it to take that time to be invested in, you know, getting our numbers out there, getting information about what is happening to women, children, men, boys, in our community, and how we can stem the tides and change that shit, because it's got to change. It has to. And I ain't talking about no Obama hope and change neither. All right. But anyway, this post was inspired by a Deborah Cooper meme. And, y'all, this woman is a 
she just makes a bomb ass mean. There's no other way to say it. But um, it interestingly enough sparked this whole long conversation and back and forth. And you know, I of course I do what I do. I talk about things from the perspective as according to how I see it. And now what I'm finding to be difficult in talking with other black folk, people really want to adhere to definitions as they've been told to them. No. If the definition belongs to the definer, then I am the definer. Otherwise, someone else has defined me for me. Do you understand that? When you are not the definer, someone else has defined you for you. So you have to take these words apart, understand what they mean, apply concepts differently. And when we say open-minded, we don't really know what that means. We don't really apply it truly. We say open-minded to people. You're not open-minded because you have an opinion that is not licking my ass. That's not true. That doesn't mean you're not open-minded. That doesn't mean you're not open-minded. See, where you're not open-minded is where you are so set in one defined way of being that you cannot conceive of other possibilities. That doesn't mean you relate to it. That doesn't mean you make it your own. That just means that you effectively have a lexicon that can apply to any given situation as is necessary and keep up. That's what I call intellect versus intelligence. So, now, let's get into it. I go in and I'm talking about, well, actually, you know what? I will just read the, the mini compilation of my comments that I put on the Angry Divas fan page. And I posted this yesterday, so it's, you know, pretty recent. You'll be able to see it. I have no children. After watching my mothers and aunties struggle being the mothers of black men's children, I decided I wasn't doing it, not even for the vine. By age 11, I declared to my mama, I ain't having no kids, and she cried. She knew her 11-year-old was tired of helping her rear her children, and she knew it because when she was my age, she felt the same way, helping her sisters with their babies. She was the youngest child in her family, so on hand to help her other sisters, the other women. I see no value in breeding for black men as a black woman. I see no value in breeding, period, as a goddess, knowing we exist in a functioning and thriving male supremacist and white supremacist societal structure. I also saw no point in breeding for black men, looking at how they behave, their lack of morals, lack of dignity, the debased woman hatred and horrible white patriarchy aspirations. Worthless to me outside of services on my terms, because they do not honor the mother. I see no point in any remembered woman breeding for men who hate Mother Goddess and the power of the original mother to glory in her womb. We have a bunch of black woman fuckers, not many masculine love hers of the womb. With that, they are systematically ignored by me. I don't speak to them in passing. They simply do not exist unless he is a very old man. I will bow my head and speak pleasantly to him with purpose. I've had too many experiences in passing because I kept black men out of my personal life on purpose as a rule after experiencing their lack of respect for a woman's boundaries repeatedly with black males to ignore this truth. They're inherently broken, and that mentality of low-case living is deadly. I enjoy a higher vibration of energy, 
And the vast majority of black men, unfortunately, don't cut it. Very little respect for themselves. So how can they respect women? This need to honor the man-male-boy in them has killed the masculine love-her and warrior that should be the black man's energetic vibration. Nope, it's all about the sorry-ass dicks and tiny-ass wallets shaking my head. Who needs the headache? There are so many men who will happily serve you and are happy to be the divine masculine in the presence of your divine feminine. Black men may drive me. They may serve my meals at restaurants. They may do nothing else. See, even speaking to a black man after he merely held the door for you is grounds to be harassed. If you kindly express a lack of interest, fuck you. That's the problem with y'all black women. That's why you motherfuckers are single. I bet you got a bunch of kids too, ugly ass bitch. I cannot deal with the gross mental illness that is the default setting of today's black man. The masculine, I adore this energy. This low beast fuckery that is presently black maildom, nope. Cannot walk to the store or the gas station. Can't be in neighborhoods where they predominate. We maidens are like open prey for them. Their mothers are doing a bang-up job of raising respectful men. And the males around them who encourage them to treat and regard black women as fuck meat. Oh, don't get me started. I want to cease birth. Forty years no birthing. Black women need to heal and restore. And black men simply aren't worthy of a legacy through progeny. They don't deserve to have their genes passed on. I certainly will not be using my womb to bless animals and traitors of the dark mother. I discourage all black women from birthing and breeding for black men for 40 years so we can heal and stop burdening ourselves and our community, fatherless, under-supported, under-educated, high-risk children. Blackness deserves better. I can only call on the God of the black race, which is the black woman, to be wiser, to know that the men are a lost cause. It is time for us to choose better. And by choosing better, that means no longer entertaining them as the birthers of their future line, not in this system. If we really, really loved black women, we would want her to be healed, not hurting, overworked, underloved, underappreciated, and birthing children. Black women are God. Our doom is tied up in relating to black men who hate black women, but fuck them and chuck them like yesterday's gum. Black women are God, and when she remembers, she completely divests from be lack community lactivism. She says, fuck it all, takes her fuck it all pill and ascends to her rightful place. Why? Because she is now invested in herself, a living, breathing entity versus the sick, depraved, self-defeatist, quote-unquote, black community and so-called black love that is dead, gone, never going to come back. She stops trying to resurrect that which wishes to remain dead in the valley of dry bones, and instead she pours those rivers of life into herself. The thing is, the black woman is all right without that black man, as she is masculine and feminine personified, proven by her ability to give birth to both genders. Men need women. Women? Well, we desire you, men. We do not require you. This truth is the greatest issue because black men's egos are infantile due to black women's enabling of their degeneracy. Those of us who demand more are feminist man-haters. Ooh, and my favorite, bitter. Well, go suck on Mammy's titty, though. But nope, they want the hot fire maiden to play Mammy, and the beat goes on. 
The divine feminine is not a mammy. She didn't come here to stroke your dick or your ego. She came with swords for the unworthy and sacred kisses for the divine masculine. Having a penis does not equal being masculine. Hell, I am the divine masculine, and I'm all woman, okay? Now, of course, because people stop listening as soon as you say black and man, and they hear hatred and bitterness and you just have a problem with them and you trying to say go the other way, this is because that's how close-minded they are. That is the full framework of their mental ability and capacity. That's it. That's as far as they've gotten. We need each other in unity. Now, I asked this before. What the hell does this unity that we keep talking about look like? How do we unite with degeneracy and expect a good outcome? Our communities themselves should bear witness to the fact that this is not a feasible option. So that means that there has to be unity among those of us who actually want and are working toward upward mobility. Otherwise, you got a bunch of yes men and choir folk, but not a whole lot of directors, okay? And yo, and yo, the choir can't even sing. How about that? The choir can't even sing, which is a shame. At least if you're going to continually regurgitate something, could you be able to sing? Could we be able to enjoy it? Be entertaining with the shit, you know? Damn. Anyway, because we don't understand that masculinity itself is a lost art. We're looking to this return of the divine feminine like she left. She hasn't left. What actually has happened is she's been stripped, cut in half, and said, you are feminine and he is masculine. So when we remember that lost art of masculinity, which is already proven in women's own bodies, Birthing is a masculine and feminine action. You're pushing something out of your body that takes force, that's ascribed, that trait is ascribed to a masculine output. But you also have it hidden away, it's secret, which is a feminine trait that is ascribed as an aspect. So you have it within you to be the masculine and the feminine personified. The problem is they've got us chasing after femininity, and it's failed us. It's failed us. Here's why. It's diminished power when you don't have intellect and wisdom, which unfortunately are traits ascribed to the masculine. So if you throw that down, if you let them say black women are masculine, and we throw it down and chase after this other thing, We've given up the very thing that's kept us safe, kept us winning, kept us surviving, and then thriving past that state of survival. So you've got to reclaim all of you. This is why I say remember who you are. This is why I talk about us being divine. You are inherently masculine and feminine personified. Now, these men, let's not even get into that with them. We know they're not masculine. They're hyper-masculine beasts, one degree from an animal, okay? And we know that. However, for us women, see, because I know, oh, girl, I know, we get together, we talk about what these rat bastards ain't doing. We got lists. I got lists, okay? 
told y'all, me and Valkyrie put the list together, and we're going to copyright the motherfucker, and we will come back to you on this free year's Fuck You Friday with the list. We got lists for all the stuff they ain't did, need to do, what the standard is, because we done already been there, done that, nope, this, what the motherfucker, when he's saying this, he's trying to mind fuck you. Here's how you tell what the pimp is doing to your mind. You know, we got all of this. That's great. I ain't knocking it. I'm not having a problem with it. But let's take it a step further. That's that medicine that Daddy Longleg was bringing to me this morning when it woke me to hell up in the middle of the night, crawling on me. <laughs> the perception of a thing and taking it a step further, having your mind opened and expanded to new possibilities, not really new, but forgotten by you, possibilities, an application for yourself. See, out of yourself comes all else. If you ain't seeing the masculine in him, it's not in you either. I'm sorry. Yep. See, the goal of this entire system is to keep the divine feminine small enough to fit into this patriarchal world. So the divine feminine being returned means that both the wounded feminine, women, and the diminished masculine, men, have a remembrance of their divinity, of that divine mother. That's the spark. That's the catalyst and the cataclysm for the DNA explosion. That's it. For the DNA explosions. That's it right there. That remembrance of who you are, the remembrance of your divinity. That sacred hero's gamos, they got us thinking it's something outside of ourselves. No, it's got to happen in you first. I remember talking with someone. They were talking with me about uh, Twin Flame, and they were like, well, he's not ready. No, you're not ready. You are not ready. There's no such thing as being ready for a thing, and it's not there for you. You know you're ready because things start working. We talk about this all the time when we change our minds, when we're not conformed to the ways of the world, right? but transformed by the renewing of our minds. You got a lactivist mentality. As soon as you change that up, don't doors and opportunities and windows just open and things come flooding for you? Isn't it just that easy? It's changing the way you look at things so that the things that you're looking at change. It's the same thing. You've got to change the way you're looking at this. So this lost art of masculinity, how do we reclaim it for ourselves? We talk about what men don't do, but do we recognize the acts of the masculine in them, the divine acts of the masculine? It's not about machismo and being a self-aggrandizing asshole as a man. It's also in the submission of that hyper-masculine beast to the divine feminine entrusting her ability to shape, mold, and make, rebirth the masculine in you. Yeah. Nothing better than the kind of man who has the humility to know that he is not the all that is all, the be-all to end-all, that he's learning, that he's growing, that there are parts of this system that are a part of him that he does not like nor want to subscribe to, but nonetheless, they will come out of his mouth. They will come out of his actions. They will be a part of his life, how he sees the world. It's no different when we say things like, this is so funny when men are like, I'm not, I'm not patriarchal. It's the same thing as white people. I'm not racist. 
to your core, you might not be racist. To your core, you might not be patriarchal, but you are going to do and say racist and patriarchal shit because it's a part of the template that formed you from your mother's womb to this now. It's a part of you. It's a part of all of There are very patriarchal women. I talk about them all the time. I call them the handmaidens of patriarchy. Hello? None of us are exempt. None of us are exempt, so that means all of us have work to do. All of us, me, you, everybody. You're listening, you got work to do. Sorry to be the one to tell you, but it is what it is. So let's do the work. Do we realize when masculinity has entered the space, either in ourselves or in those who we engage? I saw it in the thread yesterday, one example of masculinity. There was a brother, he actually ended up liking our page, his name's Bernard. And he said, you know what, Angry Divas, the more you write, the more I'm starting to understand what you're saying. Because I was talking about masculinity as opposed to being a man, and that masculinity is greater than man, male, boy, which is all the same. And I see women doing all this, now he's a male, he's not a man. You know what, no, you still don't get it. You still don't get it. You're still attracted to animalism, and this is why I cannot have a conversation with you. Man, male, and boy are all the same cretin. Let us not reproduce man, but let us re-be-earth the masculine. Man, male, boy, female, woman, girl are gender identity disorders of this patriarchy. There are only two types of people on this planet, mothers and children of the mother. We are all mothers and children of the mother. The creation of the concept and the illusion of man, of male, which would be woman and man, male and female, the illusional, the delusional and illusion creation, that thing is what took us away from the divine order of mothers and children and cost us our divinity so that we can run around here and say stupid shit like I'm a grown-ass man or woman. Stupid. So 40-year-old women can say stupid shit to me like I'm a grown woman. I'm not some 20-something. You know? Stupid. Just dumb stuff. This is the thing that has caused our falling, and we are going to continually be cursed because ignorance is a curse, and there is no time limit. Sorry to tell you, ain't no, it doesn't, you know, all right, well, your curse is up in like 50 years, you know. No. It doesn't happen like that. If that were true, then for as long as black folks have been so-called fighting for civil rights around this mother. We wouldn't have this shit happening now. There was a time limit on the end of cursing someone. To say that black folks are nothing more than slaves, to say that we are the derivatives of slaves, that we've never done anything great, all of the propaganda that they got us believing is news from this Ebola shit to everything that's going on right now, it is, it's caused a self-defeatist mentality in and among black folks. But we just want to be good men and women. No, I want you to be more than that. I don't want you to be a good man. I don't want you to be a good woman. That's bullshit. That's animalism. Man and woman is one degree away from being an animal. Shouldn't we be greater than that? 
be divine, feminine, and masculine inherently unto yourself. It's a lost art. We don't see it in women. You know how we don't see it in women? Women aren't even protective of one another. We'll go to war with each other over a dick. The divine masculine ain't what you neither. You wore your sister for a dick. Divine masculine ain't with you. It's not with you. You're a woman, one degree away from being an animal. Woe man. The divine masculine and the divine feminine is not with you. You'll fight over what a good man is. You'll feel the need to pontificate about how good men are and celebrate them. You're a woman. You're not divine, feminine, or masculine. It's not with you. When we ascend into that space, it comes out of the machismo and the, the self-aggrandizement and being bragging on yourself and all of that. It really does come out of that. I tell you all all the time, I was taught a blowjob is personal, so I don't issue verbal blowjobs to myself. I don't do that. No. If there's a man that I find respectful and respectable, I will tell him myself. I don't see the point in going on Facebook and here, let me, here's a good black man alert. What the hell is that? The things that we do that we think are good, but are really just more of the same. It's nothing new. It's no sacred remembrance. It's not going to take us higher. It's going to stroke a couple of egos. You know, motherfuckers are here like, everybody will feel good and, you know, shuck and jive and right back to the same old, same old tomorrow. But it doesn't take you higher. It doesn't take you deeper down into yourself to dig out all the things that either hurt you or stopped you or killed your dreams or the person who made fun of your buck teeth in elementary school or whatever it is that gets in your way of your upward ascent into the spiral of life to get out of the cycle and into the spiral Fibonacci sequence, you know? Let's, let's move out of the micro into the macro. How do we expect to see something outside of ourselves that's not present within? How you going to win when you ain't right within? It's got to start in us first, ladies, women goddesses, whatever you feel most comfortable titling yourself as, you know, be that whatever it is. We have to do more in and for ourselves. The men are never going to do anything. They're not. So we can cry about it, we can whine about it, we can cheese about it, or we can systematically ignore the beast faction of the patriarchy, which is almost all of them, and instead embrace the masculine, for yourself, which draws the true masculine to you as well. It does. That's work. That's work. You have to recognize the divine masculine in you first. It's got to be in you, in your ability to protect yourself, to keep yourself safe, to not victimize yourself, put yourself in harm's way, to educate and edify yourself to come out of certain ideologies and thought forms that don't serve your highest good nor your best interest, to come away from things and people that are not invested in you, to divest from everything that's getting in your way. That's how we do it, step by step. You've got to put one foot in front of the other. But are women really willing to do this work? 
Oh, it's difficult fucking work, man. This is not, you know, what is it? What does the work mean? What does the work mean? Let's talk about it. That work begins with the I am. I am is a very powerful vibration. You got to be careful what you put after it. Every time you I am not, consider like you just cut your fucking leg off, all right? And you're not a spider. And you're not a centipede. You can't lose a leg and keep on keeping on, you know? Every time you I am not, consider that you just cut off one of your limbs, cut your head off, cut your tongue out, cut your eyes out. Think of it that way. Be very careful what you put after I am. Start putting I am God. I am divine. I am greater than I let myself believe. I am more than what they told me. I am more than what society expects of me. I'm more than what I was taught to be. Get up with people who are teaching classes. Learn. Read books. Read the books I talk about. Jesus, read the books. Read the books. Just read the books. <laughs> read the books. Invest in yourself. Divest from shit that's not serving you and invest in yourself. I have been ram- rattling on and stuff, so let me open up a couple of call lines. I've got 917-225. Your mic is open. You're on with the Angry Divas, Triple Dark. Peace to you. again. Um, this is... Hey, honey, come back to the phone a little bit. Yep. I think it's I'm like sorry. you, you I want to put mute my you. hand down. I'm okay. listening in. Sorry. Oh, listening. oh, it's fine. No, you don't got to put your hand down. Yeah. I can just mute you back, okay? No problem. Okay. Peace. <laughs> Bronx, sister, y'all. We got another New Yorker in I got love for New York. Even with y'all sewer people that like to live under the city, and yes, I stand on that. Valkyrie gets on me every time I say it because I'm talking about her city, but whatever. I know New York has sewer people. We've got an all-ones caller. I'm going to open your mic. All-ones, you're on with the Angry Divas. Did you want to weigh in, say something, add to the topic? Peace to you. It's got to be like a computer caller or a Skype or something like that. All-ones. Hand up. Nothing? All right, peace to you. And um, 706-340, did you want to say something? What? Oh, is this Cosmic? Hey, it is. Hey, Cosmic! What up, mama? I was just stopping in to say hi. I was just really listening. I just walked in the door at my house. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, I It's a very relevant topic that you have today. I think lists and will be need to be given out to all of us to know the difference between the masculine and the male because this society has confused us so about, you know, especially these definitions. So, you know, Mm -hmm. that's all I was going to say. I'm glad you enjoyed the video, and thank you for – the little uh, Caribbean music because now I think I've you know, I had got to do a couple it. of fans at work and I didn't mean ah. to break up nobody's home or nothing like that because I was whining and, you know, I'm sorry about that. Find your whistle line to the <laughs> line. Slow it down now. 
I'll get the beat right. <laughs> I so I just wanted to stop in and say peace to everybody. I'm going to go back. I'm going to mute. Go ahead and mute me because I'm going to have to start okay, yelling Cosmic. for a kid in a minute. All right. All much right, love. Much Thank love. you. Much love, Cosmic. I'm so glad she came through. I love her. She got us just started. She got us started. You know, I actually put this together. I think it's on our website. I have to go back and look again. But um, I put this together. We did a show here, and we talked about the masculine duty to the divine feminine. And we were talking about it from the perspective of Inanna and Dumuzi. And I talked about the book, Inanna, Queen of Heaven, her hymns and, um, what is it? Her hymns and stories from Sumer. And we put that together, and we talked about it. It was very interesting for me anyway where we went into how he was giving to her. i got to find the damn book. Y'all, I should just keep stuff right here next to me at all times. You know? So it's, like, easy. I could just be like, let me turn the page. But anyway, I go through reading it, and Inanna says to him, well, who's going to, you know, cut the wheat? He says, I'll cut it. And she says, well, who's going to, you know, separate the wheat? He says, I'll separate it. Well, who's going to, you know, thresh the wheat? Well, I thresh it. Well, who's going to weave it? Well, I'll weave it. Well, who's going to sew the garment? Well, I'll get it sewn. Well, who's going to do this? And he kept telling her, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it all for you. Every little thing, every little nuanced bit that she could come up with, he came back with, I will do it. And this was in their courtship. And after she got him to do all the shit she wanted him to do, she still turned around and says, all right, well, I'm going to marry somebody else. <laughs> and you know what? You know what Jamuzi did not do? He didn't say, well, fuck you anyway, you ugly-ass bitch. Jamuzi was like, wait a minute. Why do you talk about this farmer? What does he have that I don't have? My family is just as good as yours. If he gives you milk, I'll give you cream. If he gives you black wool, I'll give you black flour. If he gives you this, I'll give you that. Matching that motherfucker, you know what I mean? And bettering him, besting him at every turn. And she went to her mother. And she said, I'm going to marry the farmer. I don't want to marry the shepherd. All haughty and stuff. Ain't that just... (laughs) I don't want to marry the damn shepherd. I'm marrying the farmer. So her mother says, listen, child. Marry the moosey. Choose the shepherd. He will bring sweet honey to your house. He is from the line of God. Enki is his father. He is like a brother in our way, meaning he was her equal, at least by breeding, by stock, by what he had to offer to her. And her mother told her, choose him. He'll be generous to you. The masculine is giving to the divine feminine. We talk about men being the givers of energy and women being the receivers. Take that out of the body and take it into the, to the greater, to the esoteric, to the divine. The masculine being a giver, a protector, a provider of that feminine. How you know the divine masculine isn't with you? When's the last time you had a pedicure? <laughs> yep. When? I don't want to hear about your children. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I remember once I got old enough, I wasn't old enough to give mama the money yet. But I was old enough to say, mama, 
you're going to take this $18. Okay, now, this was years ago, whatever, all right, at least like 15 years ago, something like that. Mama, you're going to take this $18, and you're going to get a pedicure, and I'll watch the children. And I would make her do it. Or I would, like, save up money, lunch money and stuff, and try to put, like, five on it. (laughs) And then once I started working, I made it mandatory that either I would pay for her once a month, but I made her go with me at least twice a month to go get pedicure. We got a pedicure date. Every two weeks we're going to do this. When is the last time, 90 seconds and we're in overtime, 347-826-9930, when's the last time you had a pedicure? When's the last time you bought yourself new underwear, mama? Come on now. Mm-hmm. When? I ain't talking about the dollar rack at fucking Walmart neither, all right? When's the last time you put something into yourself? When's the last time you gave to you? and did so without shame or, well, I had to do like 60 other things. 60 seconds and we're in overtime. 347-826-9930. If you don't call in, it will cut you out. Uh, so call in 347-826-9930 to listen to the last hour of the show. Everybody who's already in, you're good. Just If you don't hang up, you're good. If you hang up, you're screwed. Um, if that's your time with us for today, peace be your journey. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for Taboo Tuesday. We'll have a little something-something more for you. And uh, you can always catch the last hour of the show in the archives. It'll be available at about 2.35, 2.40, something like that. All right? Check it out, angrydivas.com and blog talk radio backslash angry, D-E-V-A-S. Get it right, boo. All right, let's do it. Fifteen seconds, three four seven eight two six nine nine three zero, And we're officially in overtime. Let's do it. When's the last time you gave to yourself? When's the last time you invested in yourself? When's the last time you did so without guilt, without feeling like I got to do 60 other things for the children now because I did this one thing for me? And I know people around you aren't going to encourage you. When people found out my mother was going and getting pedicures, they were giving her the side eye and shit. And I, I just kept encouraging her, like, no, whatever. Well, just because them cows don't take care of their feet, she would laugh. Oh, she can't talk like that. <laughs> I would talk shit Because I knew I mean me and my mother had a certain rapport So I knew if I said it like that She'd laugh and it would go away But there are people in your life Who are going to discourage you taking care of yourself They will encourage you sacrificing yourself So you're always there for everybody else And so you're small enough to fit into their world That's why it's important That you remember that divine masculine in you You know how I knew the divine masculine had actually returned to my life, every woman around me suddenly started calling me egotistical. See, as long as I was playing small and still helping them and stuff for free and letting them do dumb shit with my time, my energy, my money, I was fine. But as soon as I started saying, no, that doesn't make any sense. Nah, sis, come on now, you know better than that. We've already talked about this. I'm actually charging for these services now. Then... Then it, the same me was suddenly egotistical because I was taking care of and protecting myself. I was suddenly egotistical, high-minded, selfish. That's how you know you stepped into your divine masculine. We are so used to women, especially black women, being the wounded feminine that as soon as we see a little divinity in her, we're going to beat it out of us. That's the only reason we're here now. It was beaten out of us as little girls. 
We were told what a lady does. Fuck a lady. Ain't no lady. I'm not a boy, you lay. God says what, when, who, where, how, why, how long, why not. And fuck you too. Stand up in the divine right of your own, your own divine birthright. That it is your 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 destiny, your purpose, your passion to be invested in yourself, your revolution, your evolution, and your edification as well. It's beaten out of us. We don't encourage the divine masculine women. Oh, we cry about men ain't shit, men ain't shit, men ain't shit. But a divine masculine female we have a problem with. She scares us. We're so used to the trepid slave output of the black woman. Mammy, the black woman who dares to stand on her square and state what is hers, unashamed, unconcerned with people's understanding or lack thereof, that's a problem. You know why it's a problem? Because it's the solution. It is the single solitary solution to all black ills for the black woman to be remembered as the God that she is, as the God source, as the God force, for the black woman to be remembered as God. That's it. That is the solution. That's the cure to all the ills of the world, that the black woman is unaware that she is God, that she is the only true living God that has ever existed in all of time and before time and space and matters. That sacred divine remembrance of your godhood is tied up in that remembrance of that divine masculine you, that you are God, that you are self-begotten. You don't come from no rib. They don't know where you come from. That's why they try to sequester your truth, because if you don't remember, the entire global system can continue to thrive. Do you know that this system that we hate, it, that works at our expense, works because black women would rather live on their knees than die on their feet? And I don't mean die like someone bang, bang, shot you down. I'm talking about the rebirthing of the masculine you. So what they told you to be dies, and you become that new thing, that sacred thing, that God thing. That's what's missing. The black woman is God. Black woman. That jet black woman. Best respect that woman. The black woman is God. Black woman. That big black woman. You can never check that woman. Black woman is God, mother of the earth, queen of the land. Call me Mama Duke, watch me expand, swallow up the sun, give birth out my glands. That's what we call a resurrection. I think it's time to turn your lights off. I think it's time to change your white on. Seeking up on you just like a python. <laughs> ice, this is really ice on. We the gods manifest in the flesh, nigga. In the form of double X, nigga. I want my throne back. I'm set, nigga, or burn your shit down. Stop that, nigga. We all waited, debated, anticipated, was hated, miseducated by both who ejaculated. So now to fake it, to rape it, 
violators and mother nature's haters Cause we born immaculated See now we changing the orders We be the total recorders We're moving all of the borders Stopping the slaughter So I'm calling the daughters From out the pre-mortal waters We're safe around the way Call her mommy water And she's a Black woman That jet black woman Yeah, that's respect that woman Why? Black woman is God Black woman Big black woman, you could never check that woman. Why? Black woman is God. They think I'm gonna stop this fight when they call me bitch, hoe, and dyke. So I'm saying it loud, proud on the mic. Stand strong, reclaiming my birthright. We bow down to no man. Submission never been part of a program. So keep fishing and searching this whole land. No DNA strand, we take the black woman. Sacrifice and story to Jesus Christ, she had her without you, so to your God for raping boy. Mama come back to settle that score. Came down to earth long before to be named tall the Babylon whore. We the my aunt needs the that best, the I said the death to send your mama new. We the stock met boss, the I'm you net, the I'm you can't the sibling oracle hell rope. We from beyond the sun, moon, and Mars, serious who we be, call me the
That song is called The Black Woman is God by Shaw Bless. It's on YouTube. There's a clip of it on YouTube. I recommend that you click the link where you can buy the song and play it. Make it a part of your daily meditation. You know, I put it on my workout list. I put that song on my workout list. And that is something that I either listen to every day or some, the words come back in my head. I love the way that Shaw Bless did it, and I love the power of her voice, that divine feminine, masculine blend that she threw together because it is a battle cry. I just got chills. It is a battle cry feminine to the black feminine, the dark masculine and feminine inherent in her womb to remember who she is, that she's God. She is God. You are God. You're a woman. You're black. You're listening to me right now. You're God. You are God. You are God. I know we're looking for that missing part of ourselves, right? You feel it. You feel there's something more. It's not in the dick. It's not in the church. It's not in the mosque or the temples. The kingdom of heaven is in you. This is an ancient Egyptian proverb. The kingdom of heaven is within you, and whosoever shall look will find it. It's also a word that's been attributed to the man known as Jesus the Christ, which is the divine masculine consciousness of Mary Magdalene. You know, I liken the man Christ, the masculine Christ, unto, you know, Abraham. You know, that's a woman that channels that voice, Abraham, that channels that divine masculine wisdom and presence. Mary Magdalene, who was called a whore, Mary of Nur our black divine civil mother, our oracle mother. I love her. This is her divine masculine channel, her divine masculine consciousness, the Christ consciousness, your pineal gland, something that has been deactivated in us as black women through years and years of rape and war and abuse and debauchery and debasement against our persons. This is why in my Healing Rape Women initiative, I talk about the importance of getting that brain healing, that mind healing. It's not just a mental thing. This is a physical thing. The the regions of your pineal gland that deal with divine perception and intuition are shrunken due to the blunt force trauma of a penis hitting your pelvic nerve, whether that's via, you know, rough sex or assault. It bears no difference, the injury that it wages on a woman's brain and her vital organs. There are divine ways to get this healed. There are herbal ways. There are meditative ways. There's spiritual healing for this. But this is how we're going to remember that we're God. This is how we're going to go back to investing in ourselves. I know I made that analogy of the pedicure. It was the easiest thing I could come up with. That's something everybody could relate to. I know you looked at your feet like, man, I mean, I did them myself. (laughs) Because I looked at mine and was like, man, I did them myself. But you know what I'm saying? I I could go for a pedicure too as a business owner. My children and my businesses, so all my money goes back right into them, you know, to keep keep my things going and to keep my stuff afloat so I don't have to go borrow, you know. 
I thought that a beggar is a poor person. So, and I'm back. And I'm back. And I'm back. It's poverty of your mind. But this is why I talk about these things. This is why I give these analogies. It's the easiest thing we can come up with. It's something we can all relate to. But it's, a, it's really the underlying message of investing in ourselves and really remembering who we are, remembering that we are God, remembering that we have that Christ that is within us. Greater is that which is in me than whatever the hell the world is trying to project to me and upon me. This is something that we all have access to for ourselves. We have accessible within ourselves. It's a divine, sacred remembrance of who we are and of why we came to this planet. This is why I'm here. I know Sean Bless also did a couple of series on this, the book, The Sybil, the first prophetess of Mamiwata, the theft of African prophecy by the Catholic Church. I'm going to have to find those and make sure that I post them to the Angry Divas page through our website because she really went through these books extensively. I tell every black woman that I encounter, and I'm trying not to cry because I, I do. I get very overwhelmed when I think about this sometimes with just all sorts of swells of feeling and emotion and energy. But I tell every black woman to get this book. I'll say it again. The Sibyls, the first prophetess of Mami Wata, the theft of African prophecy by the Catholic Church, and it's by Mama Zogby. Get it. Read it. I cried. I cried reading it. I was upset with her, with Mama Zogby, because I felt like she did not do justice to what happened to us before the white man came. She did a great job exposing what the white man did after the black man destroyed our family and compromised our sacred orders to make himself a god alongside us, to make room for himself, the crafting out of the identity of man and the separation of the masculine from the mother. This was an inside job. I say it all the time. But we know this is true by the idioms that we repeat, that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And I hear black people say, well, they were cave beasts. Well, listen, how does a cave beast best God? God already has to be defeated. God already has to be defeated. That meant that something, there was a war among the gods. And this is the thing that we have to remember, because we are still at war. It's not over. There's nothing new under the sun. It's copies and copies and copies. Some of the same people you got problems with right now, you had problems with the first life that you had here. These are your enemies, and we try to make them friends, and we try to say we're good people instead of realizing that you don't break bread with that which is outside of you. If it ain't here for your best interest and your highest good, fuck that. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. I bear witness. Even my own family was not exempt from this in my life, and I did it. I'm not just talking. I live this. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. Nobody is exempt. You disrespect me, I don't fuck with you no more. That's that. I don't play games with people like that. When we play games like that, we compromise ourselves. See, this is another divine masculine aspect that we need to remember as womb bearers as bearers of the divining womb, as creators of life, as God. You have to protect yourself, self-preservation, 
You have to preserve yourself to be invested in yourself. You have to realize that even sometimes your own family, your mother, your father, your sister, your brothers, your grandmama, your aunties, your uncles, your cousins, your own folk can be your worst enemy. There's a reason for that so that we learn. The lesson we're supposed to take, this is what I took away from my own life, that I must learn that things are not what they always appear to be. It looks like we're family, but really we've got a mixing of all these different bloodlines, and everybody came through in their certain bloodline, and we're still enemies, but now we're under the umbrella of a name. How is this no different than the black community at large, pan-African even? Well, we've got all these different bloodlines and ideologies and ways of being, tribes, if you will. And we talk about uniting the tribes. That was never our original way. We never had lordship and mastery and usurpation of this and that. The black woman was God not by a, by a war, by a birth. This is a birthright. This is your sacerdotal right. You are the only person with that providence and providence inherent on your birthing as a black womb bearer. It's only you that has that godhood, not by usurpation, nor war, nor rape, nor erasure of history, circumstance, or happenstance. This is by birth. Just by being born as a person who has the primordial womb, the first, the last, the everything. It's you. It's you. You are that magic number. You are the all that is all. You are the everything. When we remember that in ourselves, it changes your life. It's a scary change. I won't lie to you. It hurts. You wonder if you fucking made the right choice. You cry. You lose a whole lot of weight. That's a good thing. You lose a lot of weight. You don't eat the same food or drink the same stuff. Nothing smells the same. You can't stand what you used to have. You get rid of a whole lot of shit in your house and make room for the new because you realize you've been existing, not living. You start to quest the more. Then you get a hunger for it. Nothing's enough. For me, I get impatient. I want to know more. Now, right now, this minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we were in church. They used to sing this song. It's a bubbling, it's a bubbling, it's a bubbling in my soul. It's a bubbling, it's a bubbling since Jesus made me whole. Some people don't understand it, but there's one thing I know. It's a bubbling, a bubbling, a bubbling. It's a bubbling in my soul. I'm going to change it around to Isis, Mommy Isis, because Jesus is Isis. We forgot it was willfully hidden when they put the child on her lap as the throne and turned her into the throne when she represents the thrones of upper and lower Egypt, which means both poles. She rules the masculine and the feminine. And when they put that child on her lap and said it was Horus, the male, the masculine, that is when they put the masculine on the throne and turned the feminine into the seat, the thing upon which he sits to be God. 
It's not a sacred thing. It's a usurpation of her divine providence and power. So it's a bubbling in my soul every time I think about it. Yeah, some people don't understand it, but there's one thing I know. It's a bubbling in my soul. It is like fire in your bones when you read these books, when you have these sacred remembrances, when you remember that you're God, when you remember, and and once you remember, you realize what you've lost. That's the other thing. When we realize as black women that we were the face of God on the planet and we now see a pale-skinned, pus-colored, thin-haired woman as God. And what we get is 12 years a slave, the help. We are God. People came from all around the world to seek our wisdom, our knowledge, our gnosis, our spiritual gifts of healing. No price too high to make sure that they were in the right side of the Divine Mother. They would bring chariots of gold and spices and herbs, resources, silks, land, land sharing, land treaty, land deals. Because of our greatness, because of our great power and authority, we were murderously sequestered to the back halls of history, footnotes, nothing more than slaves, they say, myths. Amma's sons are myths, they tell us. Unknown goddess figurine of Africa, they say, for all of our stuff. Took all our stuff out, murdered us, told us it was witchcraft, decried it to this day. All of our sacred orders, all of our sacred ways, all of our sacred practices, they're frightening We'll lose our family when we go running toward our remembrance of who we are because our family is still on Jesus, the white man, the God that was given to them upon their enslavement, their forced endarkenment. Not true endarkenment because endarkenment is the truest sight. In the dark is the truest sight. But an enforced period, the dark ages they called it, where they blotted out all of our stuff from the rolls of history and burned at the stake anyone who could heal and called them a witch, anyone who could read, anyone who could write, anyone who could teach, anyone who could sing, anyone who could conjure and divine, anyone who saw things or heard things. They burned them and killed them and murdered and raped and pillaged. And then it was done again by outsiders and this time done in a greater way, where there was no mention at all of any form of black greatness, not even the usurped false black male greatness that had been raped and murdered to establish and to put forth to the world, but to sequester out all of it and to say we're nothing more than slaves, any of us. We're all just slaves, male and female, created he them. When we remember who we are, It brings about many transformations. It brings about so many changes in yourself, in your gnosis, and how you relate to yourself and how you let other people, yeah, let other people permit them to relate to you, to engage you, to act with and around you. It changes you. You you think higher of yourself because you realize that you are the most high God. Yep. 
you start thinking higher of yourself, and people don't like problem with it. They'll say whatever they can. They'll call you a man-hater, a feminazi, a bitch, ugly, devil worshiper. You're going to hell. You lost. You self-hating. They will say whatever they have to to keep you small enough to fit into this fucked-up patriarchal world. And then there has to be you being queen of swords as well as queen of hearts. So you understand the heart of the matter. Nevertheless, you've got swords for the unworthy and sacred kisses for the divine. It's important. It's important that we remember who we are and that we are divine. That it is within our power and capacity to be divine. That it's all about us, that it's out of us, through us, and because of us, that anything in the world is even possible. When we remember who we are, that we're God, when we remember to invest in ourselves, when we remember that we're worthy of it, when we realize what we've lost, the changes that it brings about, in your perspective, in how you relate to yourself, in how you relate to other people, in what you permit access to you, they're life-altering and enhancing. You start to see doors open up that weren't open before. I say it like this. How can we be blessed when it's for you, but you're willing to give up the best of you to people who are unworthy Because see, if it was meant for them, they'd have it for them. So maybe we need to stop being so give a damn about everybody else and give a damn more about ourselves and invest in ourselves. When I walked away from people who did not mean me well, including my own family, Mm, ain't that a shame? I thought at first I was going to be hell and all this. But I started making so much money in my businesses, they thrived. My creativity soared. My confidence, my self-esteem I lost weight. I told y'all that. My skin got better. My hair grew like crazy. It was amazing the transformations that I watched take place in myself. Even though it cost me something. See, you got to give to get into whom much is given, much is required, and sometimes it's just for you. Sometimes the only thing holding up your blessing is your willingness to sacrifice yourself to people who would not even so much as piss on you if you were on fire. It's a very difficult realization to come to, but it's necessary. Before we get cut out, I'm going to play this song, and we'll be back up in here tomorrow. Make sure you tune in, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Peace be unto you. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please remember, if you took nothing else away from today, you are divine, and you are God. When you get up in the morning, to wash your face and get the crud out of your eye and brush your teeth, just look in the mirror. Say you're God. I am God. Just <laughs> No. Uh-huh.
better in the world today. You know, that's a beautiful thought. We need peace. We need unity. We need peace for you and me. You know, because we are so blind. We can't see. We cannot see the creator of a tree, the creator of a bee, the creator of you and me. What are you doing to make things better? Well, you see, we are scientists of sound. We're mathematically putting it down. And you know, we're trying to find the key to the light. What do you mean by the key to the light? Well, brother, you see, from the darkness came the light. We need that light to find peace and unity because there's so much illusion and confusion, so much destruction, so much corruption. What could I do? Well, you know, that's why we have to save the children because you're going to play a very important part. So you must continue to strive and bring this peace and unity because there's...